You better mind how you talk. You better mind what you're talking about. You got to give in a call in the Psalm 103, verses 8 through 14. The poet writes, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we are made, and he remembers that we are dust. For as long as I can remember, the 103rd Psalm has been a place of rest for me. I mean, who could stay away from such language and imagery around the grace and the mercy of God? To my mind, the scriptures are never stronger than when they give us such pictures of God's care over the weak and the tired and the troubled. It must have been so strange in the ancient world to hear words like these, to be confronted with sentiments about a God who was gracious rather than vengeful, who doesn't accuse but somehow forgets the failures of his people. What a strange God. And again, these two verses at the end, as the Father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we are made. He remembers that we are dust. My name is Derek. Today is Ash Wednesday, February the 17th. And this is episode one of Blues for Lent. Join the church and you won't never ride. But you got to get in a in Ash Wednesday is the official start of the Lenten season. It's the doorway through which we begin this 40-day journey to Easter. Now, as a season, Lent is marked by things like intense self-reflection, repentance, even some low-key suffering that we go through as we put aside certain food or drink or some habit we want to discard for a season. Lent is also marked by the practice of lament, of being sad over the way things are. And during these 40 days, we are asked to fix our hearts and our minds, even our actions, on all that is broken in the world and also in our own lives. The season requires of us a certain sense of honesty about who we are and the way things are, that we are not gods of our own making, but that we are deeply human and that we are also frail, that we are prone to break, either at the hand of the world's indiscriminate pain and havoc or simply by our own doing. Even the fasting that we do during the season is there to help us remember that we are not really all that independent, at least not as much as we thought we were, that we do experience hunger and pain and desire and wanting and loss. Joan Chatister writes, 
acuity of soul and consciousness of a life beyond the material come more easily when the material is not allowed to smother us. Lent enables us to face ourselves, to see the weak places, to touch the wounds of our own soul, and to determine to try once more to live beyond our lowest aspirations. We are fascinated with improvement. We're fascinated with the prospect of our best selves. We are fixated on wellness and perfection. There's a real magnetism in these notions of living a life in total control of itself, of living a balanced life, of escaping things that might be dangerous or toxic, of living safely in an unpredictable world. We love these things. But Lent, at least for a season, won't allow it. Lent puts everyone on notice. Lent helps us recall that we are human and that we will break even as we have been broken. The world that we share is filled with hurt. It's filled with depression. It's filled with injustice, disease, war, isolation, loss, that in the shadows of sin and power, there lives great pain. And those words of Joan Chatister that we are enabled to see the weak places in ourselves during this season, to touch the wounds in our own soul. When those ashes are brushed across our foreheads, it is a moment of confrontation. As the liturgy proclaims in that moment, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. tradition, Lent is referred to as the bright sadness. What a line. It's the marriage between hope and despair and how the people of God can learn to hold both of these things in a relationship with each other, that it's okay to experience both of these things. In fact, it's healthy to do so. Junior Wells once said, the blues is the truth. And I think what he meant was The blues are comfortable with both sides. There's hope on one side and despair on the other, and they aren't really to be separated. But also that the blues are honest, that we are not always afforded a victory over everything, as sometimes our worship songs promise, at least not yet. The conviction of the writers of the Bible is that the world is not finished, that God is expected to bring repair and renewal to all things. And that we live in this time of both hope of a world to come and also of despair over the way the world is. It's a bright sadness. Now, hope is most suited for environments of despair. That's where hope belongs. It isn't all that helpful apart from struggle. And the church is called to take up residence in those troubling spaces where there is real pain and real hurt. And to be both present in the sadness of the world, but also to be hopeful in our spirits and in our voices. Hope is embedded. It's embodied in the struggles. 
Hope is no good behind glass. It's not an exhibit. It is to be shared. Hope has to go where hope is needed. Over the course of this podcast series, during this season of Lent, various people will uh, help us focus on areas where lament is necessary, on those parts of our world and our lives as well that are broken. We'll hear about things like death and loss, about injustice, loneliness, hopelessness, even listlessness. We'll hear about fear and worry, about betrayal and even defeat. All of these things Lent calls us to lament over. And the ashes on our foreheads, they announce to the world that we will not forget these things, that we will not be preoccupied with our own improvements, that we would forget that there is true pain in the world around us. Oh!